Yeah. Let's take it to the beginning because, of course, we know about Missing You, Not Your Friend, and all those great joints. But, Case, I'll kick it off with you. Where did this working relationship really begin? I'm assuming it was after your second album, or was it even before that? No, it was after the second album. Um, Tina Davis had, um, I think she had Missing You, I think was the first record that mm. that she played for me, I think. Um, if I'm not mistaken, and then we got in the studio and we we went from there. No, nah, it was different. It was different? What was the first time we did? Damn, that was a long time ago. Because think about it. Remember, me and Tim was in the studio for something different. And we were just going through some songs we had did recently during that time. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the songs came on was Missing You that we had did on Joe. Mm-hmm. We, were at, we were at the record plant in L.A. Mm-hmm. Jojo Brim peeks into the room and was like, yo, man, what was that joint y'all was just playing right before that? And we was like, oh, yeah, it's a song that we did on Joe. You know, probably won't go on his album. And he was like, what? So he gets on the phone. That's when he started calling you and Lior. Uh-huh. And he's like, man, I want this song right now. He not using it. He not using it. And we was like, no, because, you know, and we were told him why we think at the time we thought he wasn't using it, which mm-hmm. was his management said that they didn't think it was a good radio song, ironically. Yeah, it's so any that, that's how it all that's how it all started. Like I didn't remember that. I didn't yes, remember. Yes, it was for the Nutty Professor because JoJo was working on the Nutty Professor soundtrack. Mm-hmm. What's funny is I was literally texting JoJo right before I, I dialed in. He he probably oh, didn't nice. want me to reply. That's funny. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's how it first happened. But that was the first joint we did though. The very first joint. Yeah, that's, that's what started. That's, I, yeah, I did remember it being the first joint. I I didn't remember that at Record Plant. Because I remember I was working on the album in Record Plant. Mm. Like I was going back and forth. And I, I was I was coming back from um, Jersey yeah. to, to LA. Yeah, because you, you wasn't like even in LA at the time. You wasn't in LA at the time, but JoJo was there working. But JoJo was there, okay. He was there, he just happened to peek in the room. That's how we first met JoJo. He was like, man, okay. that joint y'all's playing just crazy. I think I want that for Case. It was like, oh, work. So that's how it all started. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, that's dope, that's dope. And so then after that, it was like, you know, they're working on the thing, whatever, and then um, the, the soundtrack. And then they also said, you know, Case also working on his, his new record too. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but then that's kind of when all like, because then shortly after, that's when you, you came out and re-recorded it, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I came out. Shortly um, after that. I want to say, um, what, what's funny about that is that same week that I recorded Missing You, because and I would tell the story, I got there on Monday. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to go in the studio with y'all on like Tuesday morning, I think. But I hung out Monday night with Ja, <laughs> and then Tuesday I couldn't <laughs> sing. So I spent all Tuesday, Wednesday trying to get my voice back. Uh, so I, got my, I got my voice back on Wednesday, and I got happy and went out with Ja again, and oh, we man. did Living It Up. We did living it up that night. Oh wow! And the next day, I couldn't, I couldn't talk, I couldn't sing, nothing. And then that's finally, why Friday, you was right? That's why you, of course, yeah. <laughs> and then Friday, they were, then they was like, okay, it's Friday. If we don't get it done today, we're not gonna be able to do it. So I was like, I can't talk, but I'm gonna do as much as I can. I'm gonna give whatever, whatever I got. But yeah, that's that whole week was crazy because I don't even know where that came from, not being able to sing that that week. Wow. It's crazy because that's what made it. That was ended up being like one of the most memorable parts of the record. That's that the part everybody like, talking about because you really couldn't sing no more. <laughs> I really. And what's funny if you remember, Bob, y'all was I was in there because remember y'all y'all told me sing it once. I sang it. Then you said, "Can you do it one more time?" I was like, "I did it 
And when I got to the end, I'm like at the window like this, and y'all was in there vibing. So I walked out and tapped. Them. I was like, <laughs> but what's crazy is people always talk about their part, and that's crazy. To yes. Me. Yeah. Yeah, man. I was in there fighting for my life. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yes, man. And it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. There's just so many joints that we have to talk about here. But Case, let me let me backtrack here. You know, you're starting to work on that third album. Were you aware mm -hmm. of Tim and Bob at the time? Like, did you know the work that they had done when Tina Davis and JoJo came to you and said, you know, we got this record? Like Yeah, because one of my favorite joints at that time. Well, it was a little older than that, but one of my favorite joints was um, Let's Make Love, the 112 joint. Wow. I used to love oh, that wow. record. I used to love that record. Yeah, I used to love that record. I found the money track. Yeah, the money oh, track. Yes. Was funny. Wow. Yeah, back then I used to be able to sing the drawing part. I think I sang it in the studio for you one time. I can't do it no more, though. Wow. But, um, and I used to and love that crazy. record. Yeah, and then I love Wow, I appreciate that, man. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was, that was one of my favorite joints. So I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. Let's go. Wow, that was a sleeper, man. Yeah. That's that was, I wish that would have been on that. I, I wish that would have been on that album, actually. Me too, because <laughs> I, I remember still trying to get a record deal. I would listen to that song all the time. Wow. Really? That was like what ninety four. I think that was like ninety four. Yeah, that was early. That was early. Yeah, that was ninety four, and I yeah. and I got a record deal in ninety five. But okay. that was my Let's Make Love was my joint, yo. Really? Wow, I appreciate yeah. that, man. That's an amazing. Yeah, definitely. Bob, what about you? When when JoJo comes to you and says, "I want this record on K." That's after, that's after Happily Ever After. That's after Faded Pictures. Like, did you know all about Case at that point? Or did uh, you know? what? Touch Me, Tease Me is one of my favorite, probably my favorite up-tempo joint in the 90s, like R&B. Wow. Come on, nah, man. Look at Touch Me, Tease Me. Yeah. And so, um, but um, yeah, it was, it happened just like I was just saying. We was in the studio working on something else. And we just like, before the session started, just going through some songs or whatever. And we was listening to the joint that Joe, they're missing you, but Joe's version. And yeah. we was probably pissed because at the time his manager was, was like, nah, man, it ain't radio ain't gonna play that, man. It ain't gonna be a radio record. <laughs> and so we probably was listening to it and pissed. And so then another song came on after that. And then Jojo Brim walks into the uh well, peeks into the room, was like, hey man, excuse me, guys. Hey, what was that y'all was just playing, man? That joint was crazy, man. I think what, what was that? And so we we told him what it was, whatever. And he asked, is Joe using it? We was like, we don't think so. Because, you know, by this time, at least a month had gone by. And there was no movement on, okay, let's go ahead and get a rough mix or get a mix going. <clears throat> His manager kept saying, you know, they ain't going to work at radio. Just kept talking down on the song. It was just like, nah, they, I don't think they're using it. And so then, um, you know, that's when other events happened where, like, once the ball started rolling with the Nutty Professor 2 soundtrack, yeah. And, um, and then they start saying, yeah, we might even, this could even be possibly lead into Case's, you know, new album. And we was like, man, okay, this will be dope. So then that's when we out of nowhere get a call from Kadar Massenberg. And that was Joe, that was Joe's, you know, Joe's manager. And it's like, yo, man, what y'all doing, man? No, we still want the record. I was like, Kadar, you've been saying for the last two months. This ain't it. Ain't it's not this. It ain't radio friendly. It ain't this. It ain't that. And so I'm like, nah, we still want it. And it was this whole thing, man. And so it went into litigation. Wow. And so, um, you know, then it ended up being the settlement where Case could release it domestically, but not abroad, and vice versa. Joe could release release it abroad and not domestically. Wow. And so, like, 
it, that's that's how it happened. It crazy as it was, but um, and it, and it just just being honest, like everyone favors Case's version. Yeah, yep. and so um, because Joe's version is dope, but it's more chill, it's more laid it's, back, it's smooth, and right? um. And I actually think Joe's yeah. version doesn't have the acoustic. I don't even no, think I put the acoustic guitar. The production yeah. is a little different on it. Yeah, the production is different, and so again, we didn't we didn't think that it was good. It's, it was almost sound like a demo because after we recorded right, it, it that night, yeah. yeah, it was like we yeah. didn't. It just seemed like it wasn't going to pop off, and so, uh, but but anyway, like everyone always gravitated to Casey's version. And I, I love them both. I'm obviously a fan of both of them. Of course, a fan of Joe's too. And so, um, yeah, the, the, we wrote it with Joe. So, so a fan of him too. But man, everybody loves Kate's version, man. And so, yeah, he killed it, man. And yeah, so, was, and, that, and that of course, was that was the segue. <laughs> that was the segue into all those other songs. And we're gonna we have to talk about those other songs. Yeah, after that we was in. Yeah, after that we was in nonstop. Case, let me ask you about missing you because I, I, I would argue that like for me i love your version more mm -hmm. just because of that grit in your voice like you, like when i listen to that song i can really feel feel the pain and now i know it's probably because you were sick at that time <laughs> but like i could really yeah. feel it was that. really in pain yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, but, that's crazy because i can never sing it like the record anymore because i was sick yeah like, i would have to be sick to sing it just like the record for the sound <laughs> just like the record which is crazy but case when know, you yeah. first recorded that record did you know it would be a smash because in hindsight, no it's 2020, but like, what were your thoughts when you heard that song? I thought it was cool, but you got to understand with me, I have no ear for up-tempo music. Mm. Like, when we made Touch Me, Tease Me, I made it because everybody around me said it was dope. And afterwards, when I saw their reaction, I'm like, it's dope? Oh, okay, cool. What? Like yeah, <laughs> man, I have that no joy ear was for crazy, man. But wow. I have no ear for, but now I could pick a ballad in my sleep, but up-tempo, yeah. they have no ear for, for up-tempos. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, it may be one or two, but I've never picked it. I, I remember there's a couple of uptempos that I wrote, and we did them in the studio. And to me, they was the greatest thing ever. Everybody in the studio was like, yeah, nah. So they never <laughs> left the studio. Like, I have no ear for uptempos. None. None. Wow. None. Oh, it's very wow. rare that, I, that I'll pick it, that I hear an uptempo and be like, oh, that's it. Wow. That's, that's rare for me. Wow, that's interesting, man. Yeah, that's rare. Bob, did you hear it when you first made that song that it would end up being a number one smash? Because like you already had smashes at that point. Like, did you know that was one of those? You know what? If I if I think like I thought that it would do good, and like if people if people like if radio because again this is coming from like Joe's manager at the time saying, "Man, I'm telling you, man, radio is not gonna play that joint." Yeah. I'm telling you. So kind of like um, almost being apprehensive towards that. It was like. We knew that it would, if they gave it, if radio gave it a chance, it should do good at radio. But if you ask me, did I expect to this point, like over 25 years later, and it's like yeah. bigger now than it was then, it's yeah. like that part is kind of crazy. And it's cool yeah. that the, the the newer, the younger generation embraces it like that and, you know, and sampling it and putting yeah. it in other songs and stuff like that. So that's, yeah, that's it's the last show. My, it's the last song in my show. Wow. It's the last song. And as soon as it drops, the as soon as they hit a guitar, they go they go crazy. Everybody stands up. Yeah. I don't even oh, have to sing wow. it. Yeah, I don't even have to sing it. Are you serious? Oh wow. Nah, I don't even have to sing it. No. Wow, that's cool, man. 
Bob, cool. Bob, for the production heads out there, can you get a little technical and talk about the creation of that track and, and what what went into that? Well, Tim, when Tim had gotten the beat, like going back to the original way we did it, um, I know Tim had gotten that beat. He was he was like inspired. Well, I know we were both inspired from the Mary J joint, um, the everything, just like the rhythm of that. <clears throat> And so uh, we knew we wanted to do something that felt like that. And so um, so Tim, you know, got the beat. At first, it was like when we did on the Joe version, it was almost just the sample and the beat. Mm. Um, and we put, we put little keyboards in it. It wasn't much more than the, the beat and the sample at first. And so then after um, we did the Joe version, of, you, know, a couple, you know, a couple months later, that's when... Um, I said, yeah, I'm gonna put a guitar in here. Yeah. And so uh and that warmed it up a lot. Like that gave it like a completely different feel um than the first version. And so um yeah, man, and we just wanted we just wanted it it kind of be like the signature with our, our other songs, like yeah. knocking drums, very warm, very melodic, and you know, the hook mm -hmm. at the forefront. You know, um, and everything complimenting the hook, like just still making it more about the song. But um, but yeah, man, that's that's kind of like the, the the vibe that we was in. Um yeah, big payback sample never misses. Yeah, never. yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and so we we just it was one of them things like it didn't like I said, after I had put the guitar in, we didn't put much more in there, just a, a string here and there, because it didn't really need yeah much else um you know because of the hook in it that fills up a lot of the track in, in itself and so like yeah it, it was it was one of them things it was it was one in terms of the track it was kind of like less is more we, we actually didn't put that much into the production as opposed to what we did like some other songs on the on the record yeah. but yeah man we all was very happy with it man and yeah yeah crazy that it's even bigger now Oh yeah, very very grateful to yeah, that. Yeah, it, it's definitely it, that's definitely crazy. Like when people come up to me and be like, "Oh, I love this song, that song. I love missing you." I'm like, "You'd be like, I'm 18." I'm like, "How do you okay, know that the song? Is, <laughs> the song is older than you." Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. Shit. That was my first number uh, one. Wow. That was um really was my, uh, yeah my first number one. Wow. Um, it got a Grammy nomination. What's crazy is I got nominated for a Grammy for "Living It Up" and for "Missing You," and I was sick Great. that week. They both them songs, both of them got Grammy nominations. Wow. That's, <laughs> That's crazy. crazy. You know what? This crazy. is even this is the funniest thing about this. Like a year later, maybe a year, a year and a half later. Cause after that, the success of that song, we did a huge uh production deal with Def Jam. Mm. And so I went, I bought a G-Wagon, but I bought it was before they even came to the States. So I had to, so it, that's that's back when you had to like really like know somebody or you had to know like an auto broker to even get a G-Wagon. This was before they were Back then only it. Janet Jackson had one, yeah. So check this out. I ordered the G-Wagon. I was so excited to get this car, man. And they was like, yeah, we found it. We found one for you. Because you have to either go to New Mexico or you can get it from the East Coast. It was like, we found you one in, in on East Coast. They said, but it's 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 not brand new. A guy had to put like 500 miles on it. Mm. I was like, I don't care about that. I don't care about that. So 
got the, got the vehicle, whatever. So the day it got delivered, right, get delivered to my house. And the 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 driver said, "Man, the the owner wants you to look in the uh, glove compartment. He left a gift for you." Mm. I go in the glove compartment. Case, tell me, do you do you know about this? It's a cigar, and it's from Kadar Massenburg. Congrats nah, on nah. that missing you record that you were right. Uh-uh. Nah, that's dope. I it didn't was Kadar's. I had bought <laughs> Kadar's G wagon. I didn't even know it. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That's story. dope right there. That's, that's dope. true story. Yeah, I had no wow. idea. That the irony of that, he was like, "No, I'm telling you, they ain't gonna do this. They ain't gonna do that." The song blow up it would lead us to get a nice bag from the label. Yeah, I went and got a G wagon in this Kadar's. <laughs> and it's his. And not that that's he needed crazy. to sell it. I want to be clear, but it wasn't like he needed to sell. It. He just probably just got rid of it. Right, right. Because it literally didn't even have a thousand miles on it. Wow. But like he said, like the owner left you a cigar and a note, and it was from Kadar. Like that missing you record. You were right. That joint. Congrats. And you know Enjoyed the G wagon, and he had a cigar. He had a he nice said. Cuban in there. Put a Cuban cigar in there. You know what's crazy? I kind of I didn't know the, I didn't know about the cigar part, but I remember I had bumped into Kidar. There was an auto broker in New York, and I was about to get the Porsche nine eleven, and he was getting the Bentley, um, uh, the Arnaz. Okay, and nice. I, it was I was around the same time. So yeah, that's crazy. I never knew about the cigar. <laughs> though. That's crazy. That's so I was crazy, man. There, that's crazy. That's so crazy. I like work sometime, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's crazy. But we got to talk about these other joints too, Case. Like, how far after you guys record "Missing You" do you guys go back in and record those other batch of songs? Um, I want to say we did. Um. I think that was around the spring or the summer of 2000 when we did um, Missing You. Yeah, I, I think... It was around the springtime. Yeah, I think probably about a, maybe a few weeks or a month, about a month later, mm -hmm. you came out. And I was we, spending a lot we, of time out there. Yeah, I was spending a lot right, of time. And we, we, that we booked that studio. In LA. Yeah. Yep. We booked that studio out in the valley. Um, <laughs> yep. Can't think of the name of it. It was right next to Will Smith's studio. Um, I know what you're talking about, too. But, um, man... And I saw and something we, about it the other day. Yeah, it's and we believe it or not, we we knocked out all those songs in about a week and a half. Wow. Maybe two weeks. Yeah, we were doing maybe like a song every day. Yeah, we were doing uh, like a song every day. We would just we did like that whole that. album in like two weeks. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Or like ninety percent of that album, you know. Yeah, because um, we had that kind of chemistry. Like we we would get in, yeah. and be like, yo, what you think about this? I'm like, cool, let's cut it, and then yeah. we go, and then we come back the next day, and maybe. Stick some on it, it'd be another yeah, joint. Like I come in, Bobby sitting one. there on the acoustic, and like he'll be playing something, and then Tim will be like, "Yo, that's dope." And then he'll start doing something. I go outside for a minute, I come right. back, it's a whole new track done. So, yeah, right, yeah. Next <laughs> yeah. thing you know, yeah. Next thing you know, um, you know, somebody's got a hook or whatever, and then we were yeah. just flowing, man. And then then we would talk about different concepts too, like. You know, not your friend, yeah. sex games. So we like we wanted to talk mm -hmm. about things that was kind of like would be like um provocative to yeah. to, to talk about, you know, but so stuff like that even, was though, real. even though, even though, even though I was gonna talk yes. about that one too. But but case when you got into the studio with Tim and Bob, because you're a writer yourself, you've written mm -hmm. a lot of your own hits. When you get with these two, and of course they're established at that point, they've had a bunch of hits. Like what stood out to you at that time just to work in the studio? Like what kind of stuff? It was out? just well for me. The, the main thing that stood out was how fast that they. I could tell that they worked together for a long time mm. because, like, literally, like 
we'll be sitting around talking, and then Bob would pick up the acoustic. He never stopped the conversation, though. He's just like playing, so we talking, and he start playing something. And then <laughs> we all talking, and then he just start writing something, and then like in five minutes, be like, "Yo, that's the hook," and they like it's it was so fast, you know. Yeah. What I'm saying? Right? So, yeah, everything was that, happening that's so the part fast. That, yeah, it happened so fast, and that's the part that stood out to me. That the only other people that I worked with that worked that fast was Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Like mm-hmm. they was like that. Like uh, it would wow. just be like like they asked me like three questions, and be like, "Okay, give me ten minutes," and I come back, and they got almost the whole track done. I'm like, oh wow, nice. Like they'd be like, "What's your favorite song to sing? What's your favorite Jam and Lewis thing? Favorite, favorite Jam and Lewis song? What's your favorite? Uh, um, what's your favorite song? Period." And then they incorporate all those answers into a song, and it'd be done. Wow, Dope. Bob, yeah, when you and, Bob, yeah. when you and Tim got in there, and you knew you were working with Case, because you know working with Case is not the same as working with Bobby V or working with One Twelve Case. Is his own right. artist. He has his own entity. Like, did you guys have conversations on what you wanted to do with Case, or was it just you guys got in the studio and just what came out was what came out? You know, we kind of, we kind of like took from like the vibe of like, like touch me, tease me, mm-hmm. meaning like the the knocking drums, but yeah. still melodic, a strong hook. We kind of wanted to just take that formula, like especially with the up tempos, but you know. We definitely, and that was actually even before Bobby V. That was like before, way before Bobby V. Actually, yeah, for sure. That was yeah, about this four or five 2000. years. Yeah, it was like yeah, four yeah, or five years. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, so this was before him, but it was kind of like, yeah, it's almost like that K sound inspired us for Bobby V. Sound. It's like, yeah, I can see. Um, but we kind of was wanted to stay in the vein of "Touch Me, Tease Me," how missing you felt, and kind of go from there. That's why I like the up tempo, like um, not your friend. Yeah, you know some knocking drums, bass line, not too much musicality in it, but just like a fun, you know, a fun joint. Talk about something. Yeah, yeah. telling you, telling your girl, like I think your your girlfriend trying to holler at me. You need to keep your eye on it. Like talking right, about right. things that are kind of like you know a conversation piece, you know. And so, um, so yeah, we that's that's kind of the formula that we try to to stick with it. And every day, like we was having so much fun in the studio. I personally don't know how we even got through the sessions. We was, <laughs> yeah, we had fun. Man, we was having so much fun. I don't even know how we made it through because Case had us dying in there, man. Dude, yeah. need to be it's doing comedy like on, on the screen, <laughs> man. He trying to, he chilling now, but man. <laughs> no, we, some days, yeah, we, I don't know how we even fun. made it through the sessions. We were laughing so hard, man. It, we had such a good time though, but we were still yeah, we getting everything done because we finished literally. We finished everything within two weeks. Wow! Like it was, it was like that. Yeah. <laughs> and what, what's crazy that being working with them like that kind of helped me with some other stuff on the album because I had a song that I had for. It was the song and the hook. I had the song and the hook for like maybe six months, and I could not think of the verses, and so. I'm on a flight to LA. This is in July. I'm on a, I'm on a, I think I had to work with y'all a couple of days after that. Mm. And so uh-huh. I get there. I, I was like, I'm right on the plane. Nothing came out. So I landed. I'm like, okay, when I get to the hotel, I'm going to write it. Got to the hotel, <laughs> nothing came out. So now I get all the way to the session mm. and um, I sing, I do the harmonies for the hook. And he's like, are you ready to do the verse? I'm like, yeah, let me listen to it one time. I still haven't written it. <laughs> and he played it for me twice and it's, and I wrote it right then on the spot and did it and it came out dope. I'm like, but that came from 
once I got in there, I was used to doing it with them. Like, so it's just like, oh, nice. they were doing it. So dope. it kind of helped me to, to kind of get it done like that. I was cool. panicking, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah. You guys remember the conversation you guys had to create Not Your Friend? Because that concept is, is hilarious to me. And honestly, <laughs> it was your second single, but that should have been a way bigger hit. I think Def Jam dropped the ball. On that I one. know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they very much dropped the ball. We had this conversation before. Yes. Yeah, yeah they very yeah. much dropped the ball. Yeah, they, yeah. they did for sure. But a lot of that stuff was like, we was talking about stuff that was really happening, yeah. you know? And yeah. so I'm sure one of us probably was going, again, I don't remember because that was 20, <laughs> yeah, was, 25 good yeah, years ago, probably ago. more. But um, but yeah, probably if each of those songs, I'm I'm sure is one of us was going through at that time. Because yeah, we were definitely, was, yeah, we were speaking about things that we were currently dealing with. <clears throat> and so, uh, yeah, man, I think that's probably why everything was flowing so much. Um, yeah. Because we would sit and talk about real stuff, man, and just like, oh, that would be a dope concept. Right. You know, or this might be, this might be right. Yeah. Or this might be a little edgy, but yeah, let's let's go with that. Like with sex games. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, man, it was and that was that project. That's still one of my my favorite projects. Yeah. Like yeah. in terms of the whole process, man. It was, yeah, it was fun. We had a blast, man. Yeah, that whole that whole album, that's definitely my favorite album that I. I wish I just um, wish we would have been documenting it. That's oh, yeah. the, that's like my only regret that we didn't yeah. have a, like documenting all those those days in the studio, man. Yeah, we was been, creating been, some been, magic, and we was having so much yeah. fun at the same time. Yeah, we should. We definitely should have been documenting that. That would have been crazy. <laughs> yeah, man. Case for not your friend. I know. I know you mentioned in another interview that that song was actually climbing quick up the charts, and then Def Jam, Jeff Jam halted that song to promote another yeah. song and another artist. Like, what happened yep. there? Yeah, they they had spent a bunch of money on the um on the promotion for the other artists, and so they everybody panicked because that record wasn't going anywhere, mm. and so they was like. Look, stop, stop everything else, and go get that record. Yeah. And when they went to try to get it, it still wouldn't wouldn't work. And then by the time they doubled back, it was too late. Wow. So, yeah. male, male R&B artist on Def Jam. Yeah, yeah, it was Cisco. We oh, yeah. talked about this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, it was that. Um, <laughs> it was the um the one. It was the second album. What's the, yeah, the yeah, yeah, I yeah. Live record? The, the Teddy Riley record. Yeah, exactly. It record, yeah, so. it makes sense. So yeah, they shut everything down. It was like we got to go get that record, and then it was. But see, I, I knew that it wasn't going to work because I was in the radio station. You know, I was on promo tour. And yeah. they would give them Not Your Friend and that record together. Yeah. And so I was hearing the PDs, you know, the things that they were saying. So I'm like, when they dropped it, I'm like, damn, yo. Yeah. Because it, it was climbing fast. It was yeah. climbing fast. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was yeah. that was one that you could play in the clubs too. But that yeah. leads up to Conversate. Which, before we get into the label politics case, let's talk about <laughs> the creation uh-huh. of the song. Oh, yeah, I forgot you know about that story, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> a conversation I love, Bob, you got jazz from Drew Hill singing on the chorus. Yeah. And then, you know, with Hold Kate on, and his... calling me. Let me. I'm trying to send it to voicemail. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, that's crazy. You heard her talking about him. <laughs> we might have to add him on to this after, too. Get his side to all Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. I tell you, he's waiting for me to text him back. He started calling. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but but conversate, guys. It's like you got jazz on the back. You've got Case's soulful vocals. Like the 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 vulnerability on that record. I mean, that that to me 
easily should have been a single, but that to me is like the standout track. Like, what do you guys remember about that one? Yeah, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Case, but I think, because I know prior to, to working with Case, we had a couple of sessions with Jazz. Mm. And I think one of them, we just did a hook. And I, if I'm not mistaken, that's how that came about. And that's why yeah, it was conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But so, yeah, but the rest of the song was just empty. Mm. And so, um, so yeah, we, from what I remember, um, that's kind of like, we, we was like, I, we should finish this. And then we went from yeah. there and kind of like talked about the concepts, uh, you know, other verses and everything. And then we went ahead and just, and knocked it out. And I think afterwards, um, that would have been dope to yeah. be in like a duet too. Like if he would have had a verse with you. Yeah. That would have been dope yeah. to do too. Now that I think that record, that record is just dope. We um here's what's funny. I didn't know till maybe we did that in 2000. How about I didn't realize to to 2012 that conversate is not a word? <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Me too. Like I, I did not know that. That's funny as hell. That's funny as hell. Oh my I think god, one of my kids was like, Daddy, you know, conversate is not a word. I'm like, what you mean? Somebody said it to me before. It's like you know the the proper way is converse. I was like, oh, yeah. really? It doesn't work the same though. It doesn't work the same. You know what? I I think uh, it's funny. I think I ain't trying to pin it on Tim, but I think Tim came up with that. Hook. <laughs> but he's not here, so it was him. <laughs> like, it, no, no, it was Tim. definitely him. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was Tim. No, but yeah, I, I think that's actually kind of what's dope about it too. Even after finding out that it ain't, it ain't a word. Yeah. It still yeah, sings yeah. so good, even though yeah. you know, some so songs good. might not read good, but they'll sing good. Yeah. That's one of the yeah. ones that sings good, you know? Yeah, it sings uh, good, definitely. Uh, and the cadence on it, like, it yeah. kind of, yeah. But it's funny. It definitely isn't a word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is now, right? But yeah, I love I love Conversate. Actually, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Bob, Conversate was the last song that we did for Open Letter, wasn't it? The last song that, that I did with y'all for Open Letter. I think Conversate was last. You're right. That was, yeah, that was the I last that song was we the did. Last one. Yep. It was either that one, one or even it was either that one or even those. I think those are no, the it last. Wasn't even though. It wasn't. Okay. I think what we did, we did the, we did all the other ones in like the same block of time. And then we had a, a break. And then I came back and we did Conversate. Mm. Ah, that's that's okay. the way I remember it. Yeah. I, ah. I, I think that's when I went and did the the stuff with Jam and Lewis and I finished the other stuff with Redhead and I was back and forth. And yeah. I think the one okay. last thing that we did was conversation. That we were that yeah. also that closed it up. Okay, nice. Yep. Nice. Yep. So case so, I gotta ask you then. There's label politics behind this record. They didn't really push yeah. this one. They were supposed to like give me the background. Well, on that it. was that was supposed to be the makeup for dropping the ball on not your friend. It was like, well, mm -hmm. we're gonna put out conversate in I forgot what month. Yeah. And then we um yeah, we had it was a big thing in, in Miami because I was having a fit. So we were in uh -huh. Miami in the hotel. <laughs> like you know, I owe you one. We're gonna we're gonna put out conversate. I think it was like in two months. Right. So I'm like, all right, cool. And when two months came, I swear he never said that. Man, I'm like he said it in front of seven people. Oh wow! I know I didn't say that. Oh you man! Didn't say that. You oh say man, that. that's crazy. I'm like, yo, it was seven people there. He said in front of. Wow. So, wow. Yeah, I was pissed about that. I, I was pissed about that. Cause that, like I said, that's my favorite album that I've done from yeah. top to bottom. Oh hey, wow! Um, Case, do I gotta go find Lior? Is he to blame? <laughs> nah, it wasn't Lior. Wasn't Lior? Nah, it wasn't Lior. Damn. Mm, Cause, interesting. Yeah. Because to me, if if that song had come out and and we're playing hypothetical, of course, but that yeah, that seemed like a definite smash. 
Like, no question. If both of them had been what they were supposed to be, it would have been over. Yeah. yeah. It would have been over. Yeah. Because and, and it was driving the album so crazy. The album was golden in, like, two and a half weeks. And yeah. it was mm. still going. When Not Your Friend came out, and then it just, that just, that just tanked the whole thing, though. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Man. Yeah. Still a great man. song, though. But, but Sex Games, yeah. man. I was just listening to Sex Games earlier today. And, Bob, what's crazy about this song is, like you could you could have that song going for like twenty minutes straight and you won't get sick of it. Like there's no structure right. to that song necessarily, but it just it, it doesn't up. get old. It's crazy. Bob, do you remember the night we did sex games? I had y'all make me a thirty minute version of it with like mutes and drops in it. Oh, you did? Oh wow! I had a thirty minute that? version of it. Yeah, I had y'all make it for me before I left. And what? I went to the hotel. Yeah, wow. I was reading the Bible at the hotel with with this uh, friend of mine. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I had a 30-minute version of Sex Games. It was on CD. I don't know where it is now. Wow. I was about to say, yep. you have it? Nah, wow. it was on CD. Oh, you know, everything, everything from CD days, you can't find no more. I don't know where. Oh. I got a bunch of stuff that I have yeah, no idea yeah, where yeah. it's at. A 30-minute oh, version. Was, that I had a 30-minute version. That's why it's that, funny that That's the whole that. CD that right there. <laughs> yeah. That joint was magical, man. Yeah. We was really yeah. trying to make it sound, we was really trying to make it, like, sound really big and, like, Cinematic, yeah. like um, with the big doom doom, yeah, you know, exactly. and all the big sounds, and like, you know, uh, through the little analog solo in there, paying homage to Teddy, yeah, you know, in that yeah, era yeah. of R and B, you know what I mean? And so, um, so yeah, that's what we really wanted to make that feel like, kind of make the how like Teddy, like like our old guy record, yeah, you know, because um, mm-hmm. they was man. They epitomize some kind of joints, man. Like we, just from a producing standpoint, like at that part in our career, especially, we try to man. We followed a lot of Teddy's uh, formulas, mm. like because Teddy's man, he, every, man, could nobody slow slow joints knock like Teddy, man. Like, yeah. Of course, yeah. you had the guys you had, your Teddy, felt like. you had your baby, but some about Teddy, like it was almost like Teddy made doing slow joints cool back then. When we met Dallas, the first thing they said to us, "Do not play us no slow records." <laughs> That's the first thing they said to us the, the yeah. moment we met Dallas. Wow. Don't play no slow songs. We don't listen to slow songs around here. We was like, man, is he, is he too serious? <laughs> we was like, yeah. what? But we, yeah, we was prepared crazy. to play the records, but. But it's it's like man, Teddy like he just made the slow joints feel like up tempos the way they were so fly the way he did it, and so we all we always followed Teddy a lot like with that, and so that was one of the examples where we was kind of like paying homage to Teddy, like without saying it, but that's really we was trying to make it feel like some old guy, you know, yeah. vibed out, yeah. almost like a long interlude, you know. Yeah. And so and that's exactly um, what it felt like. Yeah, yeah we, had, yes, we had the studio man. dog, we had the candles. Yes, yes, yeah, had, man. Yeah, that that was that was, that was, that was, fun, that was all right. Yeah. Dope, dope vibes, man. Yeah. And so yeah, man, that's that's how that joint came across, man. It's like man, it was just magical. That whole re- that whole recording process, man. Yeah. Who, yeah. who gets the credit yeah. for the uh the song title, Sex Games? Who came up with that? One of them. I I don't know. I I don't even know. Um, <laughs> that's a crazy. Title. I think I think it was just because that's what was at the end of the hook. Yeah. Because I can't remember which one of us came out the hook. <clears throat> I think it was just because it just happened to be at the end of the hook. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah. And we all figured that'd be a dope name for the two <laughs> yeah. sex games. For sure. And then yeah, and then on the vocals, the, uh, remember a case, you remember this too on the vocals, we was trying to make it feel like Prince. You know, yeah, like, like yeah, we were trying to give it like yeah. the Prince feel too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like with yeah. the vocals and how Prince do some of his vocal arrangements with the lower ends and the harmonies and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something else we were trying to we was paying homage to Prince on that. So yeah, yeah like, that's, that's the feel I, that I had from the first time I heard it was like a, like a Prince joint. Like yeah. and that, that's why mm-hmm. I ended up we had we had uh we had candles. I called up right, right. from the we studio. Had like we had candles in the studio. Yeah, we had like a million candles. It's like, yeah, this is a fire hazard. <laughs> it's like, yeah, right, wow. right, right. Yeah, we had yeah, it was crazy. But it but it yeah, all it all lent itself to to the performance and making the song come out the way that we wanted it to come out. So yeah, you gotta yeah, get the vibrate. And you did yeah, yeah, it was, yeah definitely. It was dope, man. Yeah. So what's crazy is as I was listening to this this album case, Open Letter, even though it was the last track on the album, I, in a way it was kind of genius on the way that you sequenced the album because even though it could have been a single, but it also made sense as the closing track. Like, As soon as we did it, it felt to me like the, that's the best way to close the album would be. Because you know what it felt like to me? It, from the first time I heard it, so it reminded me of like a new edition song. Like, yeah. Like, like one of those one of those new edition songs and so i'm like when i listened to everything together i was like we have to put this last because it's like yes. a dope way to close it yeah and it's, yes. not, it's not like you're closing it with a throwaway joint like, it's like the joint is crazy yes. and that it like it brings everything down smooth and like laid back for the whole song and then the yeah. album's over like that that's that's what i was hearing from the first time we did it yeah man and the concept of that song like you know, because that's real stuff you go through, man. You have breakup, yeah. you wonder if you're thinking about each other, man. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that joint is, man. Yeah. I really like yeah. that song, too, man. But you know what? I think yeah, me too. Really it feels good. good. You, you, know feels what, great. You, you know what makes that song genius lyrically? Because, like, in the 90s, you would have records like the Brian McKnight record, Anytime. It's like, do I right. cross your mind anytime? Right, right, right. With it in a way, it's like almost like, I know you still think of me. Right, yeah. I, yeah, know, I'm you. Asking I, know, you. I know you are. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Totally. But yeah, it's like, yeah. 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 I always loved it. And you know, you know what's funny about this, um, Bob, I don't know if you remember this. Remember at the end of the um at the end of the bridge, I was trying to do something at the end and I was like, whoa, yeah, 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 yeah. And I messed it up a couple of times. So on the record when I did it, I was like, whoa, and I was like, that's right. And I was pointing at you like, yeah, I had it right there. So I was like, that's right. And then yes. we kept going. Yeah. Hey, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, that's man. why I said the oh record at the God. end. It goes, that's right. I was pointing at him like, yeah, that was Wow, right. man. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. That's funny you remember. 